A key element in Ecclesiastes is understanding the basics of enjoying life. Ecclesiastes has that as a, as a theme throughout, uh, the need to enjoy this main life in which we live. Ecclesiastes 11.8 states, So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. So we're to live our lives in such a way that from cradle to grave, we're able to rejoice, give thanks, and enjoy the life that God has given to us. But there's this sad reminder in the end of verse 8, but let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. In education, there are three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Obviously, spelling is not one of them. Uh, In learning to enjoy life, there are three R's in our text. Rejoice, remove, and remember. Ecclesiastes 11.9-12.1 Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body. For youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth. Before evil days come, And the years draw near when you will say, I have no pleasure in them. So as we look at these three R's this evening, we note, first of all, that in order to enjoy life, we need to rejoice in the time of our youth. We are to be glad while we are young. Verse 9, rejoice, O young man. And I have here, there are 12 different Hebrew words translated in English as rejoice. The word used here as the primary idea of smiling. It is to be cheerful, free from care, having a merry countenance. But we're to be happy in the time of our youth. Youth is a particularly carefree time in life, and we need to learn to enjoy that period of time. So who is in view when it says young? Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. There are a number of different Hebrew words in verse 9 that have all been translated as young or youth in the ESV. It says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. Let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. But these are not completely synonymous. There are some nuances. And the NASB supplies us with a more precise translation distinguishing some of these different Hebrew words for the word young. So as the NAS translates it, Rejoice, young man, during your childhood. And let your heart be pleasant during the days of young manhood. And follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes. Yet know that God will bring you to judgment for all these things. Thus it is addressing a period of time extending from childhood into young adulthood as one event blends into another. And the young man is a person possessing natural strength. It's one who's in the prime of their life. It's one who has the vim and vigor. It is when we are the most healthy, when we're the most strong, when we are the most resilient. In those days, 
It says we are to be happy, we are to rejoice. C. The young are exhorted to do that which brings joy to their hearts. It says in verse 9, let your heart cheer you. Let your heart cheer you. The uh, NAS translates it, let your heart be pleasant. Choose to do something with your life that you will really enjoy. Here I would say, avoid the midlife crisis of coming to the conclusion that you do not enjoy what you are doing or that what you are doing is not fulfilling or meaningful. There are a lot of people that reach middle age and think that they've made some pretty poor decisions. And so they have not really gone after what they enjoy. They haven't spent time doing what they delight in for whatever reason. Oftentimes for a paycheck, they choose to settle and do something different. And then when they reach 40, uh, they decide that they'd like to change careers or they wish their life were vastly, vastly different. So choose things that you are really going to enjoy. D, the way in which that joy is to be expressed is through following one's hopes and dreams. Ecclesiastes 11.9 says, and follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes. Youth is a time to dream big. It's a time to dream about what you want to do with your life. Then it's the time to set goals for yourself in achieving those dreams. And it's the time to buckle down and work with a view of accomplishing those goals. So I have, do not let the pessimism of others pour water on your dreams. It's a time to, to really think. And, you know, we're talking about enjoying life. We're not just talking about goofing off and playing games all day. But we're, we're talking about giving your life to something that you find to be meaningful, that you find to be personal, uh, uh, pleasurable, that, that you really enjoy, that you really want to do. Um, think about your career. Think about how you're going to spend the next 30, 40 years of your life. However, there's a caution. The caution is, do not make your plans and dreams apart from the will of God, verse 9. Rejoice, young man, during your childhood. Let your heart be pleasant during the days of young adulthood. And follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes, yet know that God will bring you into judgment for all these things. So this isn't just about hedonism. This isn't just solely about pleasure. But it's about, number one, so the question is more than simply what do I want to do with my life? Two, the question must revolve around the issue, what does God want me to do with my life? Uh, We need to take God in consideration in that great responsibility. If you go to a public school, uh, you probably have a guidance counselor, and uh, they're helping you choose courses, and they're trying to equip you to... Uh, get ready for what happens after graduation, whether that's going on to college or a trade school or right into the workplace. And, and uh, they're perhaps giving you aptitude tests and uh, trying to decide what it is that uh, you are good at, what you enjoy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but chances are they're not going to say to you and uh, pray about that decision. Uh, ask yourself, what does God want you to do with your life? 
How can you best serve him and bring him glory? They're probably not going to ask those questions of you, but that's something you need to ask of yourself. It's good to sit back and and to look at what our gifts are, what our abilities are, uh, to be uh, frank with oneself, to to, uh, be honest with oneself. Uh, You know, uh, most people are not gonna be professional athletes. Uh, Most people are not going to reach those, those kind of dreams. Uh, we need to be realistic. And at the same time, as I say, we need to, to dream big. We, we need to think about if we really put our, our minds, our, our efforts to it, what could we achieve to the glory of God? So it's a, an extremely important time. So many, many decisions are being made during that period of time of uh, young adulthood, uh, especially teens, latter teens, uh, all big decisions. Where are you going to go to college? Are you going to go to college? Are you going to go to trade school? Are you going to go right in the workplace? Are you going to buy a house right away? Are you going to get married? Are you going to have ch- children? All these decisions are coming up, and they are very, very important decisions, and they will have a tremendous effect on the joy, or lack thereof, that you have in your life. There are going to be consequences to these decisions. So we certainly want to be close to the Lord in that time. And unfortunately, it's in that period of time that so many walk away from the Lord. Uh, They drift in those young adult periods of time. Uh, People go off to college and it's easy at that time uh, to quit going to church and uh, quit uh, praying, quit reading your Bible and being involved in a whole bunch of other things. And then they come back to the Lord, but it's after a whole lot of very, very important decisions have been made. So the admonition is, Remember that God is going to bring you into judgment, uh, that, uh, that you have an accountability before the Lord. Secondly, in order to enjoy life, we must remove from our lives that which will bring misery. Verse 10, remove vexation from your heart, put away pain from your body. There are 24 different Hebrew words translated in English as remove. The word that is used here is to distance oneself from something. It's to remove yourself from it. So remove, distance yourself from vexation of heart. Uh, Stay away from those things that are going to bring uh, misery, heartache. See, this is a time when many important decisions are made that will have long-lasting consequences that will affect the rest of your lives. So we want to make decisions that will not lead to regrets not lead to regrets. We distance ourselves from that which will bring emotional and psychological misery, this vexation of spirit. It's, it's an anxiety. It's, it's a regret. It's a fomenting over wishing that one had made different choices. It's horrific to get into a marriage and you wish that you hadn't married that particular individual. That, that, that is filled with misery. That's filled with heartache. To be giving yourself to preparing for the workplace. Maybe you spent years going to college or whatever and then you, you find out that that's not at all what you want to do. 
Uh, again, that, that just brings a lot of misery, it brings a lot of heartache. Uh, there are, are people that are filled with regrets because of the decisions that they've made back here, and now they're living out the, the consequences of those decisions. So again, those, those decisions are so, so important so that you're not experiencing regret in your life. And it doesn't just happen in midlife. Uh, it happens as we get to the end of our lives, and we stop and we look back and we wonder what we've done and how the time has gone so quickly. And we may be sorrowful that we, we didn't spend more time with our family, that we didn't invest more in the lives of our children or our grandchildren, uh, that we were so caught up with our work and, and trying to get ahead and trying to provide and all these things. Uh, so, remove vexation from your hearts. Stay away from it. Distance yourselves. And then secondly, we distance ourselves from that which will bring physical harm to our bodies. Verse 10, remove vexation from your heart. And now, this one may seem odd, but, and put away pain from your body. But again, people make decisions when they are young and uh, feel like they're going to live forever and don't really think about the toll that it's taking on your body. Uh, but you can really abuse your body when you're young that you pay for when you get older. Uh, you can ruin your knees. You can ruin your back. Uh, you can ruin your liver. Uh, if you're taking drugs, uh, if you're drinking a, a tremendous amount of alcohol, those things bring eventual hardship. They are tough on your body. Even just going without sleep habitually uh, can do it. And as I say, binge drinking especially, and all those kind of things. So put away pain from your body. Don't be living your life when you're young in such a way that you're going to have to pay for it when you're uh, in your 50s and 60s. Uh, you can get away with almost any. A doctor said to me, you can get away with almost anything when you're in your 30s, but you pay for it in your 50s. Uh, and there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. So think about think about it. Uh, so many professional athletes, you think of the, the football players and the multiple concussions that they're, they're having and the difficulties. Uh, you think of the, the boxers uh, that get punch drunk, that they, that they have so many uh, head injuries that uh, they slur their speech. Those of you who remember Muhammad Ali, and the difference between when he was young and when he was old, and when he was old, he would slur his speech and uh, could hardly form uh, a sentence. It's really sad because he just abused his body when he was young. He could take an incredible punch, but he really couldn't take it, and it was having an effect. It was having an effect. Uh, realize the effects that our decisions have on our bodies. Then D, we're to keep in mind that we're not in the prime of our lives forever. Ecclesiastes 11.10, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Uh, NAS translates it because childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. The days are coming when we will not be able to do what we could do when we were young. You, you think that you're always going to be able to do certain things, and you can't, and you can't. 
Um, I've been talking about professional athletes. Uh, must be tough to be a professional athlete and realize that uh, you're over the hill. Uh, I was far from a professional athlete. I was never a great athlete. I enjoyed sports. But as I got older, I would play basketball with, with people. And uh, I'd be on the court. And I'd look and I'd say to myself, I know where I'm supposed to be, but I can't get there. I knew where I was supposed to go. Uh, I knew where I should have been defensively, but I just didn't have the speed anymore, didn't have the energy to get there. Well, we're seeing a lot of professional athletes that are trying to make comebacks. Tim Tebow is uh, trying out for the Jaguars. This time not as a quarterback, but as a tight end. He doesn't want to give up. He doesn't want to quit. He wants to keep going. But there are times in which it's just too late uh, to start over. Uh, it's too late to embark on a, a brand new career. Uh, there are times that pass us by. So we, we need to look ahead. We, we need to think about what's, what's happening. Uh, in the most mundane areas of life, um, when we bought a house, I was not at all thinking about when I would be old. But fortunately, my father lived with us, and he was old, and so we needed a bedroom on the first floor for his sake. I'm very glad now we have a bedroom on the first floor. But I wasn't thinking about that 25 years ago. I'm thinking about that today. The whole idea here is to think into the future. Just stop and consider what the ramifications are of the decisions that you are making today. Number three, in order to enjoy life, we must remember God in the times of our youth. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth. Uh, remember your creator. It's a rather unique way to speak of God. There are so many ways in which one could think of God, but here it's your creator, meaning he made you. He made you. And uh, Psalm 139 says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 says that all our body members were fashioned by him and that he wrote those body members in a book. He made us the way we are. Our strengths, our weaknesses come from God. And accepting those weaknesses and enhancing those strengths are a part of our God-given responsibility and duty to accept the way that we're made and use that as a instrument or a tool to help us better understand what we should be doing in the future. Uh, to think about not only our strengths and weaknesses, not only our abilities or lack thereof, but also our interests and, and our desires and uh, make decisions 
in keeping with the way that God has, has made us. A, we must give ourselves to accomplish God's purposes while we're still young enough to do so. Um, just as time will pass us by, uh, we can serve God till the day we die. Uh, you can be bedfast and be praying for people. You can be a witness as people come to visit you or as you're able to communicate with others. So we can serve God till the day that we die. But there are going to become limitations in that service the older we get. And so don't put off. Uh, perhaps you feel a call to missions. Uh, you believe that God wants you to do this or that, and you just keep putting it off and putting it off and say, well, I'll do that a little later on after I get my act together, after the kids are grown, after this happens. And uh, if you're not careful, the opportunities pass you by. Uh, it's too late. It's too late. So, remember the Creator in the days of your youth. B, we're to take pleasure in our youth because difficult days lie ahead. Now, now this gets to be the discouraging point for those who are older, uh, but uh, it's life, and it's real. And we've been talking about, why does this happen to me, a few weeks ago? And I said it has a lot to do with the time of life that we're in particular period of time that we're in has its own unique problems or difficulties. And so earlier in the message it was talking about people who are in the prime of life, strong, vigorous, healthy. Now it's talking about a time of life in which most people are not strong and vigorous and healthy. There are exceptions. Moses was an exception. Caleb was an exception. There are people that are incredibly strong and vigorous uh, right up until their very last day, right up until old age. But that's not generally the case. And so, verse 1 says, Before the days come, when the years draw near, which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Uh, meaning that they are just filled with some, some, some problems. Things that are associated with age that Young people, for the most part, don't have to deal with, although some young people do. So see, difficult days lie ahead because of the weakness of our bodies. And this just goes on and on and on, and it gets more, uh, <laughs> uh, it get, it gets, it's more difficult as it goes on. There are all these metaphors, and they're, they're really interesting metaphors for the body growing old and decaying. So let's look at them. First, we will become feeble. Ecclesiastes 12.3, the day when the keepers of the house tremble. The keepers of the house tremble. It's talking about our bodies. It's talking about shaking. It's talking about the fact that, that we begin to, to tremble. Uh, we become weak. Uh, those who were strong will eventually slouch. Verse 3, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble, the strong men are bent. So you can picture this person who was tall and strapping and strong, who now is bent over, all right? And, and you see elderly people as they, 
as they begin to bend over as they, as they walk. Our teeth are going to fall out. And the grinders cease because they are few. <laughs> uh, again, the metaphor. You know, here you are grinding with your teeth and, and uh, it begins to cease because, because there are few. Your, your teeth start falling out. I won't tell you how many teeth I no, no longer have, but I've lost a few. Our eyesight will deteriorate, and those who look through the windows are dimmed. <laughs> you, you can't see what you once saw, which again hinders what you're able to do. Uh, we had an a, uh, elders retreat, of which we had an interesting discussion as we were sitting around. We started talking about readers and the particular lenses that we were, we were uh, using. Some were at 1.5, some were at 2.5. Two, somewhere at 2.5, and I didn't disclose I'm at 275, all right? So uh, uh, we were all older, and that goes with age. Your eyes begin to deteriorate. We'll become more fearful in old age. We will be afraid to wander outside, verse 4, and the doors on the street are shut. Uh, we don't want to go outside. We're, we're, we're afraid of what's out there, and what's going to happen to us. We'll become hard of hearing when the sound of the grinding is low, when you can't hear very well. Uh, we'll be startled by the slightest noises, though we do not hear very well. Uh, here's one of those ironies of life. The doors on the street are shut when the sound of the grinding is low, and one rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of song are brought low. So here's a person who, who can't hear singing very well, but all it takes is a bird to fly up and, and they're startled by the sound and the flapping of the bird. We'll become afraid of heights, verse 5. They're afraid also of what is high. We'll be afraid of violence in the streets. The bold part, and terrors in the way. Our hair will turn gray. The almond tree blossoms. It's a picture of the, of the white blossoms of an almond tree. That's, that's your hair. We will not be able to walk very well. The grasshopper drags itself along. Picture the grasshopper. Grasshopper that just bounces along, but as the grasshopper gets older, uh, he doesn't bounce anymore. He just kind of drags his body along. Well, that's us. No longer running. No longer jumping. But dragging ourselves from place to place. Our natural appetites that bring us pleasure wane. Desire fails. All kinds of natural appetites are lost. And then lastly, we're going to die. Because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. So before all that stuff happens... before you lose your vim and vigor, why you can still run, why you can still jump, why you can still eat a steak, while you still have the strength to do it, give yourself to that which is meaningful. Give yourself to that which glorifies God. 
Give yourself to that which is going to bring you pleasure and delight that you're going to look back upon, not with regret, but with joy, and relive the memories and be thankful for the opportunities of service and the joy that you had in doing them. D, keep God in view while I can still serve him in the strength and vanity of youth. Number one, serve God while you have the capacity to serve him with vigor before we begin falling apart. Ecclesiastes 12, 6. Before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered in the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern. Again, these are all metaphors for the body falling apart. Before those days come, serve the Lord. Serve God before you die. Ecclesiastes 12, 7. And the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. We look forward to being in the presence of God, the time in which there's no more pain, no more sorrow. A lot of the things we think about are the physical restoration of our bodies before those days. Remember the Lord. Enjoy life. Pursue your dreams. But take God into consideration as you establish those dreams and those hopes. Whatever you do, put away vexation of spirit. Don't make decisions that are just going to bring you misery and regret. Put away those things that are going to age you prematurely. Where you are older than what you are. Disclosure. I made a lot of dumb decisions when I was young. And I'm paying for it physically now. My body is older than most people my age. One of the things that I, I did that was really stupid is I went without sleep for years and years and years. I went on four hours of sleep a night in order to get things done, in order to, to achieve certain things. It was foolish. I'm paying for it now. I'm paying for the way I ate with my diabetes. Remember, you're not going to be young always. And the decisions you make now will affect your future. Let's pray. Dear Lord, help us. Help us in the decisions that we make. And Lord, help us to live our lives wisely, remembering that we will not always be young. Lord, help us to put away vexation of spirit so we do not regret the decisions that we make. But Lord, uh, make us make wise, godly decisions. Lord, help us to keep pain from our bodies. Uh, give us wisdom in what we do and don't do with these bodies of ours. But most importantly, Lord, bring glory to yourself. Help us to remember that we will stand one day before you, our creator, who has blessed us with abilities and talents, with physical abilities, mental abilities, that were intended to be used for your service and your kingdom. So, Lord, help us to be faithful stewards of them all. For it's in Jesus' name we pray.
comment. 